Okay, and we're live on the Niche Agent. So today we've got a great guest. It's Steve Silver from Remax uh, West. You are the Training and Development Coordinator. So Steve, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit of yourself and why you're here. Well, um, I've been with Remax West for over a year now, and uh, my responsibility is to help develop the um, the skills and, and knowledge of the agents in the brokerage. Um, as part of that, I also do personal coaching with the uh, with the agents, and um, I've written a book called List to Last, and uh, you know we're uh, we're here promoting it. Okay, so for you, how long have you been in the business? Can you tell us about it yourself and what got you to this point and how what uh, who you are? Sure. Well, I started my uh, real estate career in about uh, 2000 out in Alberta in Edmonton. And uh, worked there until 2010 when I moved back to uh, to Toronto. I'm originally from here. Um, moved back and got into uh, got back into real estate out here in 2011. Um, worked for a short while with uh, Royal LePage and then hired on at uh, Home Life as the director of education for Home Life Zimmerman. Was there for about two years and then got hired here um, with uh, as the director of training and development. Okay. Um, so all in all, I've got about 15 years in the business. And uh, one of the things that I've always enjoyed throughout all of my careers has been uh, a lot of teaching and, uh, and coaching. So I'm really getting the opportunity to take advantage of that right now. Okay. And that's kind of where the book stemmed from then is from that coaching and training? Yes. Okay. So uh, can you talk us through your, a bit of your career, of what you've done, and, and what uh, brought you to why you're the coach and what, uh, what you bring to the table? Sure. Uh, for the most part, I was, you know, I'm just a, I was an average realtor in Edmonton, uh, you know, consistently, well, relatively consistent in production. And um, but one of the things that I found was that when I got my broker's license, I really enjoyed uh, being part of the the teaching and and mentoring of of agents in the uh, the brokerages. Mm -hmm. um, I opened my own brokerage, and uh, one of the major things that we did was really focused on training. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long because um, I ended up having to move back here. So, you know, that's that's it's always been something that I've uh, I've held dear. I've always enjoyed teaching, and um, and mentoring. So, where I am now has been has really fit into that. And the book is just kind of a natural offshoot of that. Okay. So the book is called List to Last. So, and obviously the premise is about focusing on listings because we know in this business. Focusing on listings is an important thing. Can you talk a bit about the premise of the book and, and what some of the takeaways that agents can get from the book? Absolutely. The book is is all about how to uh, to find, close, and manage listings. Um, it has one of the major premises is that a lot of times we take um, listings and we don't have systems in place to make sure that we're doing what needs to be done um, on a consistent basis. Sometimes it's hit hit and miss. And without systems in place, you really can miss certain things that you need to do in order to service the listing to the best of your abilities. So this book goes into those kinds of systems. Um, it, it gives ideas on the kinds of systems you can use, the components of each of the systems. Um, it talks about prospecting for, uh, for listings and having a, a consistent prospecting habit, consistent prospecting um, uh, system as well. As well as lead follow-up and uh, you know prospecting using the listing as well, so it really is it's a comprehensive guide on how to find uh, how to find listings, how to prospect for them, how to close on them using objection handling techniques, things like that. Uh, it has um, 
uh, you know, listening presentations, and it, it talks about what's important in listing presentations, and it talks about managing the listing right from the time you get it through to its post-close uh, to post-sale uh, servicing. Okay. As far as right. takeaways, the website listtolast.ca has um, a lot of freebies on it. It has the systems. It has the the actual forms that uh, that people can use to build systems on. It has the listing presentations, things like that. Okay, awesome. We recently just had uh, Nick Waldner on the show, and he's an agent with Keller Williams in uh, I can't remember where he's from. He's in the states, and uh, his back operations, and it was amazing because he said he he had doing he was running cold stone oh cold stone creameries, and he was talking about systems and why franchises work because it's all about the systems. And he said he learned the people who followed the systems the most succeeded the most, and the people who veered off and didn't follow the systems succeeded the least. And it amazes me that how many agents get in this business without a system in place or without even thinking about a system. They just kind of willy-nilly just go wherever they want and not know. Mm -hmm. So it's great to have some guidance and give those systems. Can you talk a bit about the systems that you share in the book and, and what they are like for the agents? Sure. And I completely agree with that. I think, you know, the people who have succeeded have done so because they got systems in place. And as a new agent, why not just take those systems and use them rather yeah. than trying to reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the systems that that I have in place that I you know I recommend in the book, I, I always tell people I'm very eclectic. I'll steal the best from everybody, and so my systems are a combination of pretty much everything that I've ever learned. Um, Floyd Wickman, uh, Craig Proctor, Richard Robbins, huge huge amount of Richard Robbins stuff. Brian Buffini, Mike Ferry. It's not there's nothing in there that hasn't already been done. But what I've done is I've put them together into a system that I think works really well, especially for people who have never had systems in place. Um, I'm not in there to try and, and make people, but to me, it's all about making it simple mm -hmm. but consistent. Yeah. That's kind of what I've done. So I've taken those systems and I've, I've meshed them together to make it a system that, that people can use very easily. Yeah, you'd mentioned simple is important, and I've said this many times: is that if you're not going to use the system, there's no. It doesn't matter how complex it is or how great it is. If it's not going to be used, it doesn't matter. And a lot of times, agents will come up with these grandiose ideas of how awesome things are. They're going to keep adding to it and building to it, and then nothing ever comes with it, and they never do anything with it. And you could have the best system in the world, and there's one that is just plain and simple that will outperform the top system because it's being. Well, and I think I think. The best system is the one that works for you, yep. and it gives you the best, you know, the best consistency, and it allows you to do what you need to do when you need to do it. Yeah. So you talk about listings and focus on listings because we know that's an important part of the business. But as a new agent, sometimes agents get intimidated by going after listings, or they may mm -hmm. think it's easier to work with buyers. What do you say to a new agent who's saying, "Well, maybe I should work with buyers first, and then kind of build my skills up or, or learn"? Well, you know, that's a great question, um, and I hear it a lot, especially from my coaching, you know, the, the new agents that I'm coaching. And I firmly believe that you need to go after listings, but I think in this business you go after wherever, you know, wherever you can make some, get some money in the initial stages. Mm -hmm. So work with buyers, absolutely. But as you're doing that, start building the systems to work with, uh, you know, to work towards getting the, uh, the listings. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the second book that I'm writing right now, it's called Foundations for Success, 
is a guide that will take new agents literally from day one right through to about six weeks to eight weeks into it, and it's a step-by-step how-to. Um, a huge chunk of it is is going after listings, but a, another big chunk of it is going after buyers. And I think one of the things that new agents tend to be or tend to, to have a problem with is the prospecting. It's time management. It's prospecting, and those are two of the biggest components in both of the books: is how you manage your time, how to how to prioritize, and how to make sure that prospecting is the number one priority for anything that you're doing, whether it be buyers or uh, listings. Yep. I know a lot of agents will complain or I think make excuses that focusing on listings is expensive because there's costs up front, they got to do marketing to get them. What do you say to agents who say, well, it's too expensive to go after listings up front? Well, the, it's in, that, yes, it can be expensive, but if you do it properly, you can minimize that expense but still provide outstanding service to the uh, to the client. Now, the the thing about listings is that you have much more potential to make more money through listings than you do through buyers. For example, with a buyer, you get the deal done, you might get a referral. So that's two potential deals out of it. Whereas with listings, you can get, you know, you've got open houses and flyers and just listed and just sold flyers. You can prospect the listing and you could potentially get another four to five transactions out of that one listing. So yes, it might cost a little bit more at the outset, but the potential to make more money down the uh, down the stretch is really much much larger than with buyers. Yeah, and so you can you can also sorry you can also work with more listings than you can with buyers. Right. Now there may be some new agents listening, and they've may or may not have heard that it's important. Number one reason why would you say listings is more important than say buyers? Well, the thing about, and I don't know about it's an importance. I think it's it's a from a practical standpoint, it's more practical to work with listings than it is with buyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, buyers take up a lot more time, um, sure can. especially well, especially in a market like we're in in the GTA, where a lot of things are going into multiples, and you know you end up rating four or five tra- uh, offers for one buyer, and you don't get them. Yeah. Um, so from a time standpoint. Buyers will eat up a significant amount more time than uh, than listings will. Um, but again, the, the thing about listings is the more listings you get, the more rep- the stronger your reputation as well, which allows you to get more listings. It's kind of a you know a cycle that that occurs. Yeah. And I think that that kind of reputation is really where you want to be. Yeah, and getting your name, it's easier to get your name out there. It's easier to build that. You could have 10 buyers that you're working with and no one would even know physically in the neighborhood and you could have 10 listings and they'll see that you've got the 10. Exactly, and those 10 will lead to even more deals. Yeah. So for for you, what would you... Sorry, Ryan, you just cut out. Oh, I think we're frozen. Healthy balance of listings to buyer ratio. Then, oh wow, um, that's a, that's a good question. I think it depends on the agent. I think it depends on the um, on their experience. Uh, you know what? I've never looked at it from a ratio. Um, I think it gets to the point where, if you're working as a as a listing agent, you basically any buyers that you get, if you've got a sufficient number of listings to to meet the number of I guess to meet your business plan, 
um, you hand off the uh, the buyers to either a buyer's agent um, on a team or you refer them to somebody else. Okay. So for you, there's, you've obviously shared some strategies on how to get to listings. Can you share some, do you think, some of the best ways to get focus on prospecting listings? Well, the first thing is to get out and do the prospecting. Um, you know, we talk about getting in front of people and having listing appointments, but if you're not out in front of people and actually looking for the listing appointments, you don't get them. Okay. So the number one way is to get out and have a consistent prospecting strategy at a consistent time. Um, I firmly believe that that if you're going to do things like warm calls, uh, prospecting calls, you got to get them out of the way first thing in the morning. Um, I I believe that you know Brian Tracy talks about eat that frog, yeah. and it's true. You know if you've got to eat a frog, a live frog every day, it's better to get it out of the way and first thing in the morning, and you know you can move on from there. So it's the same thing with it. But a lot of the reason that people don't uh, prospect consistently is because of one of three things. It's either fear, they have a fear of rejection, or they have uh, inertia. You know, it's like, oh, I just don't feel like getting out of my off my desk, off my butt today and doing it. Yep. And the third one is projection. I hate being cold called. I don't want to make anybody else feel like that. Yep. So you've got to overcome whatever it is that's preventing you from doing that on a consistent basis. Then you've got to schedule and you've got to do it consistently. It's got to be part of your, your daily schedule. It's got to be a priority. I always talk about um, the water bottle. It, if you're taking a drink out of the water bottle every, you know, every day or so, eventually that water bottle empties. And if you're not refilling it on a consistent basis, you run out of water and you go thirsty. What's well, the same in prospecting? If you're doing business and you're dealing with buyers and you're out there doing what you need to do, eventually those buyers dry up and you end up with nothing and that's one of the causes of the real estate roller coaster. Yep. Um, so we want to eliminate that. You've got and the only way to do that to have a predictable steady income is to be out there prospecting every single day for whether it's a buyer or whether it's a seller. And you've got to be out there consistently prospecting. Do you have any uh, methods of prospecting that you prefer or you think work well? I have my own. I, I love door knocking. I, I really enjoy being out in front of people. Um, I'll, I mean, back in Alberta, my partner and I used to go out door knocking at minus 40. You'd get the, the you know, the minus 52 wind chill and yeah. you'd have the headache by then. But it was great because people would invite you in for hot chocolate. For our but, southern listeners, they don't even know what that means. So, yeah, no <laughs> the cold, how cold that is. Yeah, it's minus 40 is minus 40 either way you look at it. <laughs> so, uh, but I think. Prospecting really depends on, on your technique. And the thing for me is, I don't care which way you prospect, as long as you're doing it consistently and you're doing it to the best of your ability. If you want a warm call, do warm calls. If you want to door knock, door knock. If you want to, I used to do trade shows as well. Love doing trade shows. Mm -hmm. Works really well. But it all depends. Some people do open houses. There's a, a fellow up here named uh, Ralph Ciancio who does tremendous work through open houses. Because he does it, well, the guy's a rock star when it comes to open houses. So it doesn't matter how you prospect as long as you're doing it consistently to the best of your ability. Yep. And that's what this show is about, is showing agents that you can do this business 101, 101 ways, and if you just do it and you do it well, and if you become a master at that, that style, you'll do business. Now, there are some strategies that 
you may get some business from, but it may not be as efficient. Nice. So you could literally stand on the corner and just hand out business cards. You could do that every day, and eventually you may get a deal from it. There are some that are more effective or more easier to do or, or consistently do, and there are some that are highly effective that some people don't like doing, yep. but they do work. And yep. there are some things that people do that they just love doing, and they just are passionate about it, and they succeed just because they're so passionate about it. That's right. And I think one of the, by far and away, probably the most important way of prospecting is prospecting your database. Yep. Having a consistent client referral management system so that you're dealing with people who know you, like you, and want to work with you. And, you know, realistically, down the road, that should be the number one way that you're getting business. Because if you don't, this business business becomes very difficult. Yep. And you'd mentioned about focusing on listings and why you like them is because you could do multiple layers of marketing and you can get open house or you can do open houses just listed just sold. And for me, when I talk with agents and I'm coaching them, I I always say that I like strategies for prospecting that you can do multiple layers. Mm -hmm. And that's why I knock around on my house. You can cold call. You can drop off flyers. You can do marketing in the area. You can do signs. You can do billboards, whatever. Yeah. Uh, same with farming. Farming allows you to add different layers, whereas if you're just doing something like just cold calling, straight cold calling, or just door knocking, straight door knocking, it doesn't add as many layers. So for me, when I'm explaining to the agents, I'm like, if you can add something that you can add different uh, layers to it, it will help increase the odds of you succeeding with it. And I completely agree with that. Okay. So for you, obviously listings are important to you. Um, how many listings should agents be getting or what should their goals be? Or Did you talk about that in the book on, on setting the goals of how many listings they should be getting, how many listing appointments they should be going on and things like that? I don't in this book. Um, the book isn't designed to give an give you an idea of how many because I think that's really a personal kind of thing. Yeah. It depends on where you are in your uh, career. It depends. I mean, I've got one guy in my office who's going after 68 this year. Another guy is going to be going after a couple of hundred. It all depends, but the guy's been in the business for 30 years, so it really depends. Um, it depends on your personal situation. So that kind of number, I think when you build a business plan, that comes into it. Yeah. Now, the second book actually starts off because that, as a new agent, is probably the most important thing you can do is set up a business plan for yourself. The, the next book that's coming out has that as the entire first chapter, so you'll actually calculate how many listings, how many buyers, you know, how many appointments you need to go on, how many people you need to talk to on a daily basis to hit that. Yep. But that's not part of this book. Tracking your numbers is so important, and a lot of agents overlook that, especially new agents, because they don't have numbers to track, and they don't think they have anything to, I don't know, they don't know how to compare where they should be or where they shouldn't be. And I read a study that said that uh, agents who track their numbers, they, did a, they split the group into two groups. They did different was they had the both controls and then they got this group to uh, track their numbers and mm -hmm. this group outperformed by 50% just because they were tracking their numbers because being aware of what they were doing being aware of their conversions being aware of how often they were calling how often they weren't calling everything they just watching their numbers made an incredible yeah, and they need to make the changes yeah yeah. I was just teaching a class yesterday, and uh, we were talking about goal setting and planning for the new year, and there's a lot of ahas for a lot of people because there's people who have been in the business for 10, 15 years who have never really sat down and created a business plan and looked at their business and said, where is it coming from? Where do I want more from? And it blows my mind how many agents don't do that, 
but just as something as simple yeah. as spend a day, spend an afternoon, and look at your business and start. Where did it come from in the past, and where do you want more of it to come from? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's crucial. It's the um, part the the biggest part of a business plan is being able to track what's successful, what's not, and knowing what to eliminate and how to uh, how to modify what you're doing. Yep. If what's the quote that's you can't change, but you what you don't track. So that's if right. Tracking, you're not going to know. So yep. in the book, then you share some tech. Techniques and strategies. Can you share some of the things that you, uh, techniques and tips that you share with agents to be more effective with getting listings? Well, again, it's it's really the prospecting and the getting out to find listings is all about prospecting. It's getting in front of people. Um, scripts, having a script that you've made into your own. Scripts are great, but if you're using a canned script, it sounds like a canned script. I mean, we've all had the calls from the air duct cleaning people and it's you know it's a it's a script and you can tell from the second you talk to them I think the uh, the biggest thing with um, with what we do is it can't be canned it has to be personalized it has to be you coming out of your mouth rather than me or Mike Ferry or you know anybody else um, so taking the script using it as a skeleton fleshing it out so that it sounds like you is really important um, I think the other the other technique really is just learning how to, to do what needs to be done on a consistent basis when it needs to be done. Um, as far as a specific technique, I think everybody has to adapt whatever techniques there are out there to make sure that it works for them. Again, let's not reinvent the wheel. You know, there are certain things that work on a consistent basis and use them, but if something within that isn't working for you or isn't going to work for you, then modify it. Make make it so that it does without eliminating something completely. Now, are you a fan, when you're talking about the prospecting and setting it up, are you a fan of doing the same style repeatedly? You see the most success with agents that you're coaching. I think you you use, you do what works until it doesn't. Right. So it, the, the biggest thing is is consistency. We see a lot of people come in and they try something for a while and ah, it's not working. Well, and then they give it up without looking at it and saying, well, why wasn't it working? You know, was it working? Was it not working because the script wasn't right? Was I calling the wrong area? Was I calling at the wrong time? And I'm just, you know, whether it's door knocking or cold calling or whatever. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say cold calling doesn't work. Well, you know what? It works. Um, we've got a guy in, in the office who um, wouldn't wasn't doing any kind of prospecting other than you know some just listed flyers around listeds or souls that he'd had, and he started prospecting on a consistent basis. Um, this is one of my coaching uh, clients, and he's he's in the office at 8:30 every morning. He role plays for half an hour, and he calls for two to three hours, and consistently he's coming up with if not one or two leads every single day. He's building his business through warm calls. I agree cold calling doesn't work. One of the, the one technique that I will say that's really important, I think, is rather than just phoning somebody and saying, hi, do you want to sell your house, you've got to add value. You've got to bring something of, of value to people. 100%. I say that all the time. It, you, you have to come with an offer 
and not a pitch. And people come with a pitch, and they try to sell them something, and to me, you need to offer them something. And yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of door knocking. I love it. I do it. I do well with it. And uh, I've said is it takes the same amount of energy and time to go to the door and have a conversation. If you have a good pitch and this person doesn't, it's the same amount of time, and that agent will walk away saying, you know, I did 100 doors and got nothing, and the person with the right pitch and the right offer will walk away with three leads. Yep. So it's having the right pitch and providing value first, and a lot of agents are afraid to provide value first. They, they are trying to get the deal next deal. They're worrying about who's going to be buying or selling, and instead of coming up with value and providing value to the homeowner, they're kind of looking out for their own sake. And to me, people can smell that. They can see right through it, and if you don't have something of value, then it is cold calling or cold knocking yeah. and yeah. not effective. Yep, that's right. And I think one of the important things to recognize is that we have a different view of what value is to what the to what the client might or to the person sitting you know behind the door. We need to find out from them what value is. And one of the things, one of the strategies that I talk about is actually going out, knocking on the door, introducing yourself, and then asking what they're looking for. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I'm introducing myself in the area. I'd like to know what you really think is is important in this area. What would you like to know about it? Yep. That's a great, great idea. I know here in Burlington we had the flood a couple months ago mm -hmm. and uh, affected a lot of people. And I know a lot of good agents and smart agents picked up the phone and started calling their clients and saying, hey, I know you may have been affected by the flood. Here's some numbers for contractors. Here's some numbers for uh insurance companies if you need it, here's some, if you need this information, did you get affected, how can I help? And that, just something like that is providing tremendous value more than, uh, hey, you think about buying or selling a home. Absolutely, and I think is that especially works really well when you've got a farm area. And I yep. think that's a really important factor. Um, uh, you know, I always use uh, Josie Stern as an example. Josie has been in the business for 25 years and she farms uh, Witchwood which is near the Cast near Casaloma. Well, Josie owns Hillcrest Village and Witchwood. I mean, she ninety-five percent of all of the listings in her in that area are hers. And wow. it's because she provides outstanding service and value to people within her farm. And she's been farming there right from the get-go. And I think that that type of farming is really important. But the problem that we have is that people expect to get results right now from farming. And they forget it is just like, you know, actually farming where you plant the seeds and it takes time for those things to germinate, and then you can come back and start to, uh, you know, maybe reap some benefits from it. People, yep. I think, what happens nowadays is is people are expecting results too quickly, and they get frustrated and they leave off things. So again, it's back to what we talked about: is long-term, consistent uh, strategies. And you need to have the budget and the time and the budget, the budget, the time and money to be able to do that. But the people who do it and do it well reap the rewards long term. I, I was just talking with uh, an agent the other day, and I was saying that I would much rather have if I had two leads. Not that I wouldn't want a now business, but if I had the choice to build the relationship or even a week versus six months, you have six months to nurture and and become the only agent versus if you had a week to build a relationship with that person in one week, you've got to do everything you can, give it all, and trust person. It's a lot harder to convert a person in one week than it is someone over six months of providing value to them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. People have, you have to build trust and relationship with, with people rather than just 
trying to get them to do something right now. Um, trying to get them to act on something without really getting to know you. The study out of NAR that just came out, the 2014 um, uh, buyer and seller uh, guide talked about that specifically and it said that that was the number one thing that people, especially millennials, were looking for is being able to you know know that the realtor is honest and trustworthy and uh, and has, is, is able to provide the information that you're looking for. So for you obviously then listings are give one piece of advice then for our listeners to if they want to focus more on listings and really make it a more key part of their business what would you say is one great I think you've got to um, you've got to schedule time into your schedule to do the prospecting and what however you want to do it it's got to be scheduled as a priority it's all whether you know what again working with listings working with buyers it doesn't really matter but it's all about the prospect and getting out and doing what you need to do to find the business. Yeah, guard it like your family time. I, I shared one of the one of the agents I coach with. I said, "Did you have breakfast this morning?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, "Did you schedule the time for breakfast?" She said, "Yeah, I always have breakfast at this time." I said, "Did you have dinner last night with your kids?" "Yeah, I have dinner at 5:30." I said, "You schedule that time and you make it the same priority for your business, and you should be scheduling your follow-up. You should be scheduling your prospecting time and treat it like it was dinner." If you, yep. You you wouldn't not eat because you'd go hungry. If you didn't prospect, you'd go hungry because you wouldn't have food to eat either. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's it's got to be the number one priority. Um, Brian uh, Brian Tracy talks about um, the the vital few as opposed to the trivial many. Yep. Unfortunately, in this business as independent contractors, we tend to get dragged away by the trivial many rather than yeah. focusing on the vital few. And that vital few are things like lead uh, lead generation, lead follow-up, going on appointments and negotiating contracts. Yep. I preach that all the time here, so <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear it too. So, uh, Okay, so for our listeners, what's the best way for them to check out uh, what you're up to, uh, find out where they can get the book? They can uh, they can get it on the website at listtolast.ca. Um, or on Facebook, uh, I'm on Facebook um, as List to Last as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if they go to uh, listtolast.ca and there's a the header, sorry, the menu has a buy the book. It also has the free downloads, so they can go onto that and um, and click there and actually get the downloads without having to buy the book. But you're missing a great big part of stuff if you do that. Okay. Perfect. So. And you've agreed you're going to give away five books to our listeners. So what yes. we're going to do is. It'll be on the website, so it will be. This will be in January coming out. So we'll do it for, say, for the month of January. So I'll give a chance for everyone to uh, go on. So we're, we'll go to thenicheagent.com uh, forward slash list to last, and we're gonna have a sign up page. So you just sign your name and email, and then what you need to do, and I'll put that in there as well, is go on the Niche Agent Facebook page and mention uh, list. I'll set you up and we'll do it in January. Great. That sounds awesome. terrific. Okay, great. So I know our listeners are going to really enjoy the book. Uh, I know there's a tremendous amount of information in, that they can take away from in there. So thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we uh, hopefully our listeners are going to start focusing more on listings and growing their business. That's great. I, would, I really appreciate the opportunity, Ryan. Thanks very much. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Take care.